The Pitch Sider. Pitch side for every game. Hello and welcome back to the Pitch Sider podcast. A lot has happened this week. Not always in sort of games, but there's been a lot of news that have happened. And also the, as the transfer window sort of starts to wrap up, a number of big deals have been happened and finalised. So it's all exciting, um, a lot to get through, and yeah, let's get into it. Let's start with, as we always, with the English game. If you've been hiding under a rock, um, you would have seen that there's been definitely a lot of news this week around Everton. Um, starting off with Frank Lampard being sacked, and then the next day, the club has been up for sale um, and then we've also had all of the different potential managers that are lined up. The brace is sort of between Bielsa, who is a former lead boss, and also the favourite who is likely to be given the job in any day is Sean Dyche, who was formerly of Burnley last season. Whoever comes in will obviously have a big job on their hands. Um, Frank after being sacked after a year, definitely um, the club haven't really progressed from where they were. They've seemed to struggle this season, um, definitely in the Premier League, in sitting 19th into the league. Um, and yeah, it's definitely going not their way. They've obviously haven't really signed anyone this window. They, they made a few signings in the summer, but it definitely not helped their um, sort of record. And also today, Newcastle have signed Anthony Gordon, who has been Everton's sort of only bright hope from their team. So it looks of all hopes that the club is going down. Um, it's a real shame. Everton are obviously one of the founding members of the sort of Premier League, been in the league for 63 years without being relegated. So it's it's a shame to see them go down. It seems to be that they've got sort of no lack of, they've got no project, and they've got lack of funds. Um, Lampard was definitely not back, whether he was backed, if he was backed properly, um, and replacing, obviously, with Charleston, which they sold for, to Spurs in the summer. Definitely their, dry, their goals have dried up. Um they, they've got an all right team. They've got a few decent players and Jordan Pixford and they obviously had Anthony Gordon, um, Connor Cody, Trioski. They've got good players, but it's likely that they are going to go down unless maybe Sean Dyche can sort of turn it around. But it looks like he's not actually going to be able to make any signings um, unless it's on the last day. And also sort of selling their two biggest goal threats this season, you have to hope that they signed someone to replace them. But having a look at Sean Dyche's record, uh, games managed is 258. He's got 72 wins, 68 draws, um, and defeats is 118 um, in the Premier League. But you do have to sort of account that he did manage a side that was mid-table, so you expect there to be a lot of uh, draws and defeats. So... He, he's got he's got a fairly decent record. Whether he'll be able to save them from sort of relegation, it wouldn't. I I doubt. I think the teams and just the whole hierarchy of that club is just destined to go down. 
Um, unless they turn something around when they're in the championship, I can see them sort of going the same route as Sunderland when they had their fall from grace a number of years ago now. So it'd be interesting to definitely follow over the next couple of weeks and whether the club will actually be sold. Um, the rumour is about 500 million the club is valued at. So sort of a lot bigger fee from these clubs like Liverpool and Manchester United. But it's good investment if someone wants to take it there. Um, only 500 million. Whether another American owner will come in or whether we get a Saudi owner with some money who will like to spend Time will tell. Um, we've had a break from the Premier League this sort of weekend. Um, we've had the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup this week. Um, the first fi- first leg of the Carabao Cup sort of fixtures. Um, the two games, so the two semi-finals were Southampton-Newcastle, which ended 1-0 to Newcastle. Um, and Southampton getting a red card. Joe Linton scored from about five yards out after missing sort of a equally good chance. Um, but it was pretty cagey game. Um and yeah, you would but you would expect Newcastle to progress from here. But Southampton are doing well in the cups to um actually doing well in the cups and likely success there, but their Premier League season is a different story. Uh, the other game, which was probably the more interesting game, was Manchester United versus Nottingham Forest, which ended 3-0 to United. Uh, Rashford, Weghorst scoring his first goal and Fernandes all scoring. Um, they, United made it look very easy um, and take a 3-0 lead into their home home sort of leg, which they play, setting up um, this week very nicely for them. And they can sort of afford to arrest a few players um, and they almost have secured the job but again it's football 90 minutes could then anything could happen um yeah these legs are sort of to be played um in the next few days of this going out it's obviously tuesday and wednesday and it's likely that it's going to be a final of manchester united versus newcastle and um, whether eric ten Hag can get his first trophy as the new united boss or can Newcastle get their first trophy from their new owners? It will be interesting to see. Both clubs are obviously doing very well in their restricted seasons. And yeah, it'd be great for one of these clubs. Um, my money, it seems, seems to be in very, very good shape. Had a very good season so far. So I, my money would be on Newcastle to win the Carabao Cup, but wouldn't rule out United. And we've also had the fourth round of the FA Cup, which has seen a big, a few big teams um, going out. Um, definitely sort of the highlight big game of this round was the two giants of Arsenal versus Manchester City, which ended 1-0 to City. And both teams put out pretty much full strength squads, apart from a few changes here and there. Um, and obviously this is a dress rehearsal of the two games we've got coming up in the league later on in the next couple of months. So it was interesting to see how sort of both teams definitely matched up. Um, very end-to-end game. Um, both teams looked very good. Um, a lot of chances for both teams. Um, just It was just City were clinical with Ake scoring, scoring the winner. But yeah, both teams seemed to 
just sort of have equal possession. Um, the game was pretty even, and it definitely le- leaves more to be desired from the fixtures in the Premier League. Obviously, they have a lot more weight to them. Both teams fighting out for the Premier League. Um, definitely two big six-point games there as well. So definitely something we will keep you updated on when they are played and definitely we wanted the best games to watch all season but it's a shame Arsenal do get knocked out of this competition lead Manchester United Manchester City to progress after beating two London clubs in Chelsea and Arsenal um, elsewhere around in the fourth round uh, we had Leeds beat and Stanley Leicester beat Warsaw uh, Birmingham City and Blackburn Rovers drew 2 all. Bristol City beat West Brom 3-0. Fulham and Sunderland drew 1-0 in a sort of a shock which you would have thought Fulham may have won. Uh, Burnley and Ipswich drew 0-0. Uh, Luton Town and Grimsby was 2 all. Sheffield Wednesday and Fleetwood Towns 1-0. Southampton progressed to the next stage carrying on their successful cup run 2-1. Uh, Tottenham beat Preston North End 3-0 and Manchester United got another three goals in their 3-1 victory over Reading. Big shock, Liverpool current holders of the trophy were knocked out by Brighton um, 2-1 in a late minute leveller in extra time. Now is Liverpool's second defeat to Brighton all season um, as Liverpool carry on to struggle. Uh, Stoke beat Stevenish 3 one and the Hollywood boys Wrexham drew to Sheffield United three all, which is a very good victory for Wrexham. Obviously, they were leading and would have liked to go through to the next stage. Um, there's obviously there's seventy teams in the English game between these two. Um, it's about three divisions, so very good game from Wrexham, um, and this is why we love the FA Cup. But yeah, obviously, big few big teams going out there. One of the two biggest, Arsenal and Liverpool. Liverpool's sort of this was their sort of sort of second sort of chance to win the trophy, um, and yeah, they're now all their rest hopes on the Champions League, which at the moment looks very unlikely that they will actually end this season with any trophies and possibly out of the Champions League. Obviously, there's a few teams like Chelsea, which we haven't mentioned. They obviously got knocked out by Man City um, and they're currently having a nice little break um, team building exercises. So be interesting to see their game back against Fulham coming up next week. And that wraps up the sort of the English section. Of this, so let's have a look what's happening in Europe and um, we've also had a couple of like match days and we've also had a few cups so let's get on to it. Let's start in a league that we don't mention that often in Europe but it's a league which most people know a couple of teams from um, predominantly being Ajax um, in the Netherlands league. Um, Ajax have sacked their coach that they got this year Alfred uh, Skurua after seven, a run of seven league games without a win, and the decision was taken after a one-all draw over Lowly Vol- Volanum Dam, uh, which left 
Ajax in fifth place, which is a very unlikely. Um, they're normally after, they're normally sort of first or second in this league. Um, to sit fourth is quite a big upset for them. Um, they're not that far off the league, but they definitely in this league it's a bit like the French league, where there's only like two or three good teams that probably would win it. It's disappointing for Ajax, um, and especially with sort of Europe coming up. You want to be firing on all cylinders to have a good possible run in those competitions. Obviously, he's only been in charge of the club for six months after the following the departure of Eric Tunhag to Manchester United. Um, and yeah, they just didn't get sort of enough points. Um, what went wrong? It's a mix of different sort of factors. Um, firstly, we can cut him some slack um, in a way because of how the club has been behind the scenes over the last year. Even the director, um, Mark Overmars, departed a year ago, um, which the relationship between the top of the club and the football team itself is, is quite lost. So both between the top of the club and the football team, there needs to be some link to actually progress a vision of where the club needs to go. And without that, that's where it does fail. Um, one of the other factors is that the uh, they've had a major turnover in the squad. Obviously, in the summer, they lost a number of players and then they had the biggest spend in the ed of the Dutch league's history. Uh, the turnover effect of the squad was quite negative. The real mix has the a right mix has not been there. Some signings felt a bit rushed. Um, there's been a lot of protests of the um, fans, and yeah, they're just it's not going well for Ajax, and they need a change. Um, whether that's a change, plus a couple of board members go, it'd be interesting to see where this can go, who will replace him, um, and definitely they will need a rebirth of Ajax's team um, but they do lose a number of players especially where they're playing in sort of the Netherlands it's not sort of a top top league and they will lose always lose top top players that they have and Ajax are very good at bringing up young talent especially from Holland um, and they lose a lot of these players um, obviously Zayic being one and this year being like Anthony and a lot of players always sort of seem to go, which doesn't help the team. So yeah, see where this will develop. Moving on, um, in France, we've had a French the French Cup, which probably isn't a... Most people won't turn in to watch this. Um, PSG were playing a sixth-tier team in this in the like the fourth round. And PSG won seven nil um, after Mbappe scored five goals in this game. Uh, they just run right as PSG do. They are one of the best teams across Europe with all their players, and playing against a team that lay down, they're always going to win if they put out their first team. Um, which it's a real shame for the smaller teams. Um, obviously puts a bit of a downer on this team, um, but. Again, they have to. They have to definitely sort of uh, pit the team that they have team they play. Pit the team PSG played. They definitely 
sort of can hold their heads high. Um, they probably weren't expecting a win here. Um, but this is Mbappe's 23rd goal in all competitions this season. He has now now scored six in four games since scoring a hat-trick in December's World Cup against Argentina. Uh, he's the first player to ever score five goals in a game for PSG as well. Uh, Messi set out this game, but Mbappe and Neymar played the full 90 minutes of PSG look to add to their record 14 French Cup titles. Um, in Spain... We've had a mix, so we've had the Copa del Rey um, uh, quarterfinals and also we've had La Liga being played. So Barcelona carry on their dominance at the top, uh, opening the gap of six points with Real Madrid have a game in hand which will be played against Real Sociedad Um, at the time of recording. The game will be played in about an hour. The um, Atletico Madrid carried on winning ways um, and yeah, it looks like it's going to be real battle for those top four places um, with Real Sociedad hot on the hills of Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid also on the hills of them um, and with Real Madrid and Real Sociedad playing it could be a six-pointed game um, to claw that point difference back so could all be could all be changed in Spain um, definitely interesting to see in the Copa del Rey, Real Madrid beat Atletico Madrid in extra time um, thanks to a Vinicius Junior goal and also Benzema goal. Uh, so it was interesting. Um, obviously, Atletico Madrid were on top um, in the first sort of 60 minutes of the game. And Rodrigo then scored with it then going to extra time. Uh, Savic then got sent off for a second yellow. And then Benzema and Vinicius Junior got the two goals that sealed Real Madrid's fate and pushed them through to the semi-finals. Also in the cup, Atletico Madrid Bilbao beat Valencia 3-1. Um, the other big team, Barcelona, beat Real Sociedad 1-0. So a lot of big teams up there. And Osanana beat Seville 2-1 after extra time. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. And there's obviously been a couple of big teams. It'll be interesting to see whether Barcelona play Real Madrid in the semi-finals. In Serie A, uh, Napoli look to extend their dominance at the top of the table with their game against Roma. Um, Roma obviously are struggling a little bit, but the Italian league is very close, so you've got 10 point gaps between Inter and Napoli, um, and then Lazio, Atalanta, AC Milan, and Roma all within two points of each other, um, and Lazio are only two points within Inter Milan, so it's very tight, very, very close in that league, and definitely sort of a league where anyone can get top four of those teams. Um, Napoli seem to have dominate this league and you would have thought they would go on and win this competition. Juventus is still having a nightmare of it, set down at 13th, but they had their point deduction. So it'll be interesting to see whether they can fight back. Um, and what will be the reaction from them this season, whether they can claw back up to sort of the Europa League spots, be interesting to see. 
Uh, so that rounds up what sort of happened around Europe. And let's have a look as the transfer window draws to a close. Been a big few big transfers this week. Um, a lot more sort of players starting to move as their deals finalise. Um, and there's also a lot of gossip. So let's have a look around what's happening and go through some of the biggest transfers this week and then talk about some of the biggest rumours. So let's start on Monday. Um, one of the biggest moves on Monday was Todd Cantwell. He's been linked to a few clubs around um, and obviously had a successful couple of seasons within the Premier League with Norwich. But he's finally left Norwich to Rangers where he helped them get the victory this weekend. And yeah, it looks to be a very good signing for Rangers and whether he can take his game to the next level there, um, especially being in Europe, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, Aston Villa have signed Durham from Chicago Fire, a striker for an £18 million deal. Uh, he is just 19, scored eight goals and set up six more appearances for Chicago last season. Um, they will pay $14.7 million for Durham, who has three caps for Columbia and a potential of 3.3 million add-ons. He becomes M Unai Emery's second sign-in at the club following the arrival of Alex Moreno. Uh, he'll provide competition for Ollie Watkins, who has scored five goals this season after the departure of Danny Ings. The 25th Wolves, Wolves sign Bristol player Danny Bentley. Uh, he is their city goalkeeper uh, for an undisclosed fee. He is for a two and a half year deal. Uh, he's never played in the top flight and he made four, 124 appearances for the Robins after joining Brentford from Brentford in 2019. Uh, also, Tottenham have loaned winger Tajama um, on loan, uh, the forward until the end of the season. The 25 comes the first signing in the January window for Spurs. Um, expecting He was expecting to join Everton before made a late move to Spurs. Southampton have signed Luton defender James Bree. Uh, the 25-year-old left Aston Villa for Luton in 2019 where he played under current Saints boss Nathan Jones. Um, Chelsea have made their seventh signing of the season with right back from Leon Marco Gusto. Uh, he will join the Blues in the summer of 2023 um, after going back on loan to Leon. The defender will continue his impressive progress on loan at Leon before joining up with Chelsea for the new campaign. Um, Gusto came through the ranks of Leon before making his first team debut in 2021. He's made 15 appearances this season for a French club who are ninth. Uh, Chelsea paid £30.7 million for him. The stri striker winger from Shakhtar Donetsk, Teti, leaves Leon on loan from ending his loan to join Leicester on loan. Uh, he the 22-year-old um, has made, he has scored eight goals this season and got 10 assists and remains under contract at Shakhtar until 2023 when he could be likely to leave on a free. Um, 
he's uh, able to go on loan due to the rules of following Russia's following the suspension of the Ukrainian League and the invasion of Russia, which led to that. Um, the biggest move this transfer this week has been Newcastle, and they have signed Everton forward Anthony Gordon in a £40 million, £45 pound million deal. He looks to be a bright forward, um, definitely will add something to this Newcastle attack. Whether it was a good move for Everton, um, it did seem a bit toxic the way he left. He didn't train for like four or five days. Um, definitely forced in this move. Um, he definitely wanted to leave Everton. Um, and now he is signed for a top, top side. So interesting to see how he will do. Um, but yes, have a look at some of the gossip. Um, one of the biggest sort of talking points has been Moises Casado uh, for Brighton. They won 80 million for him. Arsenal have been fighting Chelsea for him. Um, and definitely looks like he's probably likely to go to Arsenal in a 70 to 80 million pound deal before the end of the window. Uh, meanwhile, Arsenal have also continued their summer pursuit of West Ham and England midfielder Declan Rice, um, who they will again battle Manchester United and Chelsea for. Leeds have made a £20 million offer for English winger Jack Harrison. Uh, Leeds do not want to let him go. For, they want at least £35 million, who has eight months on his contract. So it be interesting to see where he will go. Uh, Romelu Lukaku, who currently is on loan at Inter from Chelsea, um, has been linked to Newcastle and Tottenham um, in the summer and definitely would look to leave Chelsea. Even if he does come, he'll probably be likely to be leave. leave. Leeds have almost signed Wes Weston McKenney, the Juventus midfielder. Um, he is travelling currently to England for a medical. Uh, by the time this probably goes out, he probably would have signed. Um, the deal looks to be a £1.5 million loan fee with a... £35 million pound euro obligation to buy in the summer under certain conditions. Tottenham are keeping a close eye on English goalkeeper Jack Pickford, uh, Jordan Pickford, who probably will be likely to leave Tot uh, Everton if they are to go down. Um, Inter Milan centre-back Skorana will join PSG on a free transfer um, in the summer. Uh, after Haran refused one of his contracts and he wanted double his wages. So it'd be interesting to see how much he is actually on at PSG. Blackburn Rover striker Benz Benente Diaz, one of the hottest sort of strikers in the championship at the moment, uh, looks likely to be joining Villarreal on a free transfer at the end of the season. Chelsea under-21 midfielder Casadea, um, who you might remember from the summer, Chelsea signed him from Inter Milan for about £20 million. Well, it looks likely to be joining Reading on loan uh, with no option to buy. Uh, Spence from Spurs looks likely to leave on a loan deal um, with the club Olympic Lyon being the most likely destination. 
there's definitely been a number of transfers. Um, obviously, this has probably been one of the most biggest spending windows in January. January is not normally a window where a lot of players do move. It's some sort of a little bit dry. Um, but both Chelsea and Arsenal sort of topping up players, um, spending big money, which is likely you would normally see in the summer. So be interested and see how the rest of the season goes. But Arsenal have reinforced um, and definitely look good and it'd be interesting to see whether they can continue their successful run at the top of the tree in the in england but that wraps up this week's podcast Uh, please like and subscribe Um, check us out on twitter and instagram which is at the pitchsider and also do check out our youtube channel where all of the podcasts are uploaded too hope you have a good week and we will see you soon thanks for listening and goodbye for all the latest news transfers and football articles check out thepitchsider.com it's the place to be contact us on our socials instagram and twitter is at the pitchsider or via email is the pitchsider at hotmail.com